Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Yes, it is, and I feel it slipping away, Lisa. I know. I was thinking slipping away. I was thinking about you. Whenever the end of summer comes near, I know you get. Actually, you you get depressed at the beginning of summer. There's just no pleasing me. This has been one of the most amazing Pacific Northwest summers we have ever had. One of the most amazing, did you say? I did. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Sorry. I know, I use that. It is amazing, because we normally have rain all the time, and we've had one day of rain in like 40 days. Yeah, so, yeah. But you're saying that word, is this... Reminds me of a Louis C.K. bit I, I know, just heard you, recently. I know. Dude, it was amazing. It was amazing. Really? You were amazed? You were amazed by a basket of chicken wings? Really? Amazing. What are you going to do with the rest of your life now? What if something really happens to you? What if Jesus comes down from the sky and makes love to you all night long and leaves the new living Lord in your belly? What are you going to call that? You used amazing on a basket of chicken wings. Well, anyway. Yeah, but, but I know I, I use that but word But I think a that lot. word could be reserved for this past summer and, and said with, with, uh, with great credibility because it really has been that kind of year. Terrific, terrific. Um, it's been hot. It's I've been, been I haven't per- been swimming much, though. Have you been swimming? Uh, I've not been swimming at all. you got a swimming hole on your property. Do you ever go take a dip in that little pond over there? Uh, not that pond. No, I don't think I'd go in there. Why? What's in there? <laughs> well, a, a neighbor got what, some kind of uh, sickness from it. Yeah. What? A couple years ago, yeah. When you say a sickness, like did he drink the water or did he swim in it? Um, I don't know how. He had some relationship with the water. <laughs> and 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 got... Uh, my wife knows the name of it. It's some kind of a... It's something you wouldn't want. It's in the E. coli sort of family, you know, that kind of thing. Oh. So I wouldn't recommend swimming in there. Did, Although, you know, it's, uh, the fish in there, and there, we have beaver in there, and we see an occasional otter go through. So mm-hmm. they can apparently handle it, but they're animals. Did you hear the story um, about, um, I don't know how really to say it. Well, first of all, do you skinny, have not do you skinny dip? I don't really even want to know, but have you ever skinny dip? Just well, let yeah. it all hang out there and float around out there? Yeah, not out there. No, but I mean out in the, like, do you skinny dip in a pool? Or do you uh, skinny dip in bodies of water? 
We have, I've done both. You have? Yeah. I don't know why that surprises me. Uh, my wife accidentally skinny dipped one time. <laughs> How'd you I do remember, that? I remember we were out in Hawaii and she, this big wave came along. She was body surfing and her entire, her yep. entire swimsuit came off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That does yeah, happen. It can happen. There was a story that caught my eye about a fish that will eat your balls. I don't know how any other way to say it. I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off and tell you. And that's why you have to be very careful well, about Well, I think a doctor could think of another way to say it. There is a word called testicles. Perhaps, I suppose you think testicles... Tes- takes too long to say. If I'm trying to warn you, I'm not going to say, Watch out! There's a fish there that's going to eat your te... They're gone yeah, by yeah. then. If I say, Careful, <laughs> he's going to eat your balls! Then quickly, then you've got the warning right away. <laughs> okay, I guess but you there, made a pretty good case for that. There is a fish, apparently, native to South America, called that is the um, cousin of a piranha, called a paku, a it's a P-A-C-U. And they've discovered them now in Scandinavia. And then there was a story recently about a guy who was fishing in his backyard right here in Arlington, Washington. Huh? Arlington, Washington. And he caught a fish and he goes, this doesn't look like a bass. And he took it down to Cabela's, which I guess is the sportsman's yeah. fisherman thingy. It's the mecca. And they went, yeah, that's not a bass. And it turns out it is one of these freaking ball eating fish well i mean there's only one way to find out for sure if he was an empirical person he would have said well i don't believe it is so therefore i'm gonna put that fish in this bucket here i'm gonna drop trowel and i'm gonna wow Yep, that's one of them, all right. I guess that they literally eat nuts, like they'll like they like little round things. I guess big round things too, depending on what they are. But so that's why if you're skinny dipping, apparently women can swim freely among the paku. There's nothing that's going to entice them. Might they go after their uh, hooters? Those have little round things. You know, on you them. just said you have to call them balls, and then you said Hooters. I mean, I think Hooters is. <laughs> when, <laughs> it's just funny what it, kind of double standard you have. Yeah. Well, um, you know what word I would have said. I mean, the more <laughs> if I was in a hurry to tell them, and I only wanted to use one syllable to warn them. Jugs. Yeah, sort of like that. All right, so listen to me seriously about this fish. Cans. It is so <laughs> creepy. It has human... I'm going to post a picture of it on our website. Because the guy said... So normally you'll think of a fish as having like sharp, you know, scary fish, piranha, sharp razor teeth. Yeah. It has human teeth. You got to stop with this stuff. I'm running out of scary music. So, it's got human teeth. You mean fillings and everything like that? Can you imagine square teeth? You open up the fish's mouth, and he's got teeth like this that want to bite your balls. That is a scary fish. 
And they found it in well, Arlington. Well, a guy doesn't have to go to a fishing hole to find that. And they don't know how it got here. They And here's here's what happens. They are exotic fish, like piranha. People keep them in tanks. They get tired of them, and they throw them into Lake Washington. Yeah. And well, they found a caiman in there that's right. a few years ago. People, why do people do that? Don't throw your, your ball-eating fish into, into the lakes. Don't throw your ball-eating fish into the lakes. This has been a public service announcement. By the way, you just reminded me of something that has nothing to do with that, but we'll get right back to that because this is one. Of the, that's all I have to this say. Is one about of the greatest it. topics of all. That's time. all I have to say about. It. There's really nothing else. So go. Well, well okay. Well, let me let me stay on topic first, then, all since right. that's all you have to say about that. How? <clears throat> the, the, you want to wear really tight swim trunks? Is all I'm saying. There, there is a show coming up. It's a special on TLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they have um, it's it is this a lot of a lot of these networks have really stretched w- their their name to and changed the History Channel has virtually no history. Oh, I know. At all. I, it, that that kind of annoys me. MTV virtually no music anymore. They don't do Hallmark no. Channel can have all kinds of things. Isn't is, is I, I, I yeah and, I know they and don't. the Learning Channel uh, has things like Honey Boo Boo right. Uh, they've had a show called The Best Funeral Ever. Yeah, TLC is not the learning channel anymore. Big Hair Alaska, unless you want to learn about... Big Hair Alaska? Yeah. Really? That was it. Yeah, and there was a show called Big Sexy. Did you ever hear about that? No. It's about a show featuring plus-size women. And uh, The Man Who Lost His Face. And Virgin Diaries, where they put all these men and women who are all virgins together and see if they can remain so. I mean, these are the kind of shows they're doing, but they even TLC now I think has outdone itself, and I and this is a special, and I think it's coming up. Maybe it's already aired. Uh, I wanted to get your take on it, and it so much relates to what you just talked about. Are you sitting down? Mm-hmm. It is called. You should have said never mind. It is called the man with no balls. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me see. This. The man. Oh, with... here it is. The man. I've got to get it exactly. Got his ball oh, no, 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 no. Now, here it is. The man with the 132-pound scrotum. No. Yes. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the show? Because it's a show about a man with a 132-pound scrotum. Well, I guess that would uh, attract viewers. Because I can't think of anything clever enough that would... Uh, so, so do they just follow him around to see how he gets through? He should not go swimming in Arlington. That's what I was going to say. That would be <laughs> one of those fishes. Uh, I think he'd be like come, going to you know a North Chuck Wagon or that would be an all you can eat place. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a man with a real disease called scrotal lymphedema. I've heard of this, and we used to look stuff like. Didn't you, as a kid, look up all these medical oddities in the medical if dictionaries? If I had, if I had the oddity, I didn't look it up. Yeah, I but that's what we out. always just, did. Just so like I can remember else. we'd go, we would look all that stuff up. But yeah, <clears throat> that's kind of old news, isn't it? Well, maybe. But Do this, they show it? Uh, they Do show they, sh- they show him. He wears a um, he wears a hoodie big- as as if it were a pair of pants. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not making this up. And he has difficulty walking, going to the restroom, fixing I food feel for himself. Bad. That see, that's exploited. And he can't, he's that's... no good at playing soccer. I mean, he's just he just can't do it. Does he have a girlfriend? Scroll. I don't know. I haven't seen the show. 
How but, many uh, shows? But my point in bringing why it up is... Why doesn't a doctor deal with this? What can you do? I don't know. Maybe they can do surgery on them. They, they don't tell you very much about the show. They want you to watch this show. And I hate to say it, but I bet it will be, for cable TV, one of their bigger hits. It's a, just a special. It's not like every week. Oh, got it. Okay, now this week he's the man with 156-pound <laughs> scrotum. Or just the same poundage every week, but just let's see how he goes shopping. Yeah. Let's see if he can go to the movies. Well, that's what it is. Let's that's, see that's how what this, this special will be. Let's see how this blind date goes for him. All under the guise of being uh, sympathetic uh, to this man's plight. When, it, when, of course, it's nothing to do with that. It's totally exploitative. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. And they want to get a lot of viewers. And I just wondered what you thought of it. He's a guy who's named Wesley Warren. He's 49 years old. I don't know what I think about it. I think it's exploitive. I think it's... But that's what TV is. I mean, they're doing their job. The Learning Channel They're doing their job, you... and he has to agree to it, right? So he's probably making well, yeah. some money out of it. I don't think they're using he, a secret camera. He will probably get um, money, and he will probably get free surgery if, that's, if it's a special that... So yeah, heck yeah! So you if see I had the a glass half full, no, I'm seeing it completely full. It's 132 pounds scrotum. And to me, the funniest part of the title is just the title. Yeah, but why the precise, the precise poundage? Well, how would you title it? What sort of clever? Uh, remember, you've got to entice listeners to want to or, well, or viewers to want to watch. I'd call <clears throat> it a medical special. How about the, the man? The scourge of the scrotal lymphedema. The scourge. Yes. Well, it's not like he has. Well, it's not like it's that common. Mites or something. Yeah, I don't know, but I know. Born the, but, too big. But the title, the title itself, is enticing to people. I mean, they know what they're doing there at the learning. Yeah, camp. I guess. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't mind. I think I don't think it hurts gonna, anybody. You're gonna watch. No, I don't. I don't. You want me to tape it for you? I don't want to. Um, I already have nightmares about that area anyway. What area? That area. The, the deep south. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want right. to I don't want to I don't want to stay up at night. All right. <laughs> let, let me ask you, let me put it. it to you this way. Could you <laughs> could you see it yourself falling in love with a man with a 132 pounds scrotum? Yes. No doubt about it. No. Yeah. All right. If he's funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I like Playboy for the articles. I don't know. Right. And that's sad. You know, maybe he'll no, get the is. surgery. I mean, just the fact we're, that we're even maybe ch- we'll, talking about it. Maybe makes, we'll, he'll make a bunch of money and he'll find a good woman. And so when they had he pe- doesn't have a good woman. When they had these carnivals and things where they had yeah. the amazing, amazing frog boy and the the bearded woman. Yeah, he would have made a boatload of money back in the early days. But I mean, so so you were saying that those people with those conditions were not being exploited. Yes, they were. When did I ever say they weren't? Well, by implication, because you think, well, this might be the okay thing, this man with 132 pounds scrotum, he'll get paid. Consider this. What kind of jobs can you do with 132 pounds scrotum? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As a bearded lady, what kind of jobs could you do? You could do radio. <laughs> as you as have jo- proven. As, jo- <laughs> as JoJo the dog face boy. You mean a man with a 132-pound scrotum can't do a podcast? Is you that what you're saying? You could do a podcast, but 
look how much money we're making from it. I don't think that would work. So what would you talk about week to week to week if you had a, a you were the man with a hundred thirty two pounds scrolling podcast? Unforgettable. What you are. Podcast number 13. Okay, it's me again. Uh, it's still 132 pounds. I have a new hoodie. <laughs> Jeez, I can't believe this might be the worst podcast. You're awful. Yeah. You're the one who wanted to bring it up. I now do. I'm going to watch it now just because I'm curious. One of us has to. I think, it's, All right. I think it should be. All right, we will. Well, if we're going to go that deeply off the rails and talk about things that are really bizarre... Uh, you just have to talk about this story that you mentioned to me, and for some reason I had it escaped my notice, but I was stunned about this thing called a fatberg. Yeah, I'm really surprised you didn't hear about this. Uh, came up in the news a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, London apparently uncovered. Apparently, the, the residents in this suburb of London weren't able to flush their toilets. Nothing was going down the sink. The people who who are the people the are they called public works people? They yeah, manage sewers and yeah, that's right. They went well. Why they well? Let's Did they go. They do the sniff thing. Let's too? go check it out. Actually, they wouldn't have done that. They said, "Well, let us go check it out." Oh my word! Look at the size of that. Look thing. at this, and it was this big fifteen ton, fifteen ton ball of fat, grease, baby wipes, hair. What else? 132 pound scrotums. All of that. All the it's size of a school bus clogging up the underground oh my sewer word. area. And they it took we uh, workers. They just cleaned it up like a few days ago. Oh, shoot. I wish I that that would be a nice job. I bet it pays well. <laughs> Can you imagine though? So so the waste pipe apparently is like 2 feet. What what is it when it's 2 feet across? Is that diameter? Yeah, cuz circumference is different. So waste pipes are 2 feet deep. Once they went in there, they found that it had been reduced to less than 5% of its capacity. It was like an artery that's clogged. Exactly. Yeah. And cuz people just dump crap down their sink, they dump all this stuff down the sink. They flush. you can't be flushing baby wipes. They're not meant for sewers you have to find flushable stuff uh you know wipes that are meant to be flushed um anyway uh, well, so that, the workers that that's like... gross the workers had to go down there and clear all that how uh, would you like to do that no that's bearded what I, lady that's what i would say that's what i would say that's where you put those the bearded lady bearded lady to work <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but uh geez i mean you, oh. that that's the that's good could be the premise like snakes on a plane or some some ba- wild premise like that. Right. That this thing that somehow then becomes a living thing, and it begins coming out of the sewer pipe and <laughs> and ran- and just slinking its way through London. And do the noise that it would make. <laughs> this is this is it. You'd have this kind of music, and then it'd be like. <laughs> They used to make movies like that all the time, especially in in Britain. Well, the blob wasn't there's the blob. Only, there's only one way we can get rid of this gigantic fat bird, and I say we use bombs. We use an atomic bomb to explode it. But won't it make all of the fat simply fly through the air and spread across the land, making a large number of smaller fat bugs? Uh, perhaps. 
but it's a risk we must take. Oh, my God. That could be a movie. Yeah, it could be. Just call it that, Fatberg. Yeah, Fatberg. Night yeah. of the Fatberg. Yeah, just disgusting, though. I'm yeah. really careful. It really is nauseating. I'm very careful about the, the things I put down the drain now. I won't, I don't put any grease down. I don't put any cans down <laughs> or any glass. I, I make no sure. No silverware. Uh, coffee grounds I don't put down there anymore. You None can use of, that in the garden, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I just put them in the garden now. I'm pretty much, my pipes pretty much get water and pee. That's it. Well, that's good because, I mean, we have, uh, if you've ever had, do you have a septic tank or are you on sewer? I'm on a sewer. That's good. I, you, that's better. I don't, see, I don't know what the difference between a well, septic the tank the difference is that, and a that sewer and a cesspool. Septic and, tank is a tank of a determined size that is under the ground on your property it's your it's only yours it doesn't it, it's not taking waste how from big other is pe- it when you say a tank uh it can get maybe i don't know i don't know how big a septic and where tank does it is. go but what it, happens when the tank gets full it uh it has to be emptied how do you empty it with a ladle or a bucket you hire somebody you hire these companies you've seen these trucks driving around i don't know what yeah, do you they, mean they where gotta, do they take it they, they take it away. I don't care where they take it. Just take it out of here. And the way you start to be aware that your Ugh. septic tank is full. I don't want to talk about this. I'm already going to throw your up to- from the fat bird. Your, your toilets start going. <laughs> oh. Or they, it doesn't flush. Wait, that's the indicator? There's not like a warning like, light or something? No. Well, like you can get warning lights, I suppose. Um, or yeah. a meter, like a level meter, or you know, well, as as uh, as cousin Eddie said so well. So that's one way, but so that that essentially that's what cousin Eddie had in his motorhome was a small septic tank. In I know those, and you just go to the thing, and you take a hose, and you that's the same thing, and you turn it on, and then you empty it. We had one. And there's like gray water, and there's, what's the other water? Bad poo-poo water. Brown water. Probably. Oh, brown water and gray water. Okay, I, I got don't, it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, it occurs to me now that at least one of our carriers of this podcast uh, brings this podcast to our listeners over the lunch hour. Uh, so, didn't occur to me until right now. I'm sorry about that. But we've uh, so we got this guy. We, hap, these things always seem to happen at the worst time, like on a weekend. In this case, for us, it was the Fourth of July, a few years ago. And so this and guy, you, you were having a big party or something, weren't you? Well, the next day, I think we were something yeah. like that. So maybe it happened the third of July. So this guy comes out there in this big old truck. It's a big old holding tank trunk. Oh God! And he's got to drag the hose over. I would be so nervous driving one of those. He said, "Now, nah, if you uh, if you pull the lid off yourself, uh, I'll save you some dollars. If I have to do it, why? What's so hard about pulling the lid off? Well, first you got to locate it. There, there's a, like a small. Oh, I mean, the, the entire tank top of the tank doesn't come off. Just a little, a little you okay. know, drain thing. So, I so, so I, that saves him. So I had to get out in the yard and <clears throat> under some uh, some rocks we had there, and I finally found it, <clears throat> and." And when you pull the lid off, oh, um, don't tell me it's um, there's no like you, barrier, right? Have you smell ever smelled lilacs? Yes. It doesn't smell. It doesn't smell. Imagine the exact opposite of lilacs. <laughs> That's what it smells like. It's what the fatberg probably smelled yeah. like. But then, Ugh. but this guy gets out, and, and I just think, man, 
this guy's just that doesn't bother him at all. This is his job. He's done it so much. He's cool with it. But I've always heard that waste like that is highly flammable. Yeah. Didn't matter to him. He just had a cigarette going. He <laughs> stuck the hose. Well, maybe down that's why he couldn't smell anything. Maybe I don't know. And then then there's. But here's the thing. Here's this is the thing I wanted to tell you about. So he so to to kind of get it. Kinda, oh God, he, Pat! I don't. You're already making a stirring motion with your hands. Well, that, oh he, Lord! Yeah, he, yeah, just to get it. Yeah, he picks a shovel up and turns it upside down. <laughs> oh, he's, my he's doinking it in there with the shovel handle. Just, oh my God! <laughs> no. And then and oh. and then I notice. Wait a minute. He doesn't even have any gloves on. Oh my God! Then he turns the shovel around and he uses it as a shovel. Oh my God! Yeah. And then oh, they, then he goes back to his truck. What's that? And gets another cigarette. Hang on. There's something going on out there. It's just Patty. Getting oh, it's the guy in the septic tank oh. uh, <laughs> truck coming up here. <laughs> oh, it's me. I just coming to see if everything's okay, Stell. Yeah, it's doing fine. Thank you. Anyway, the thing with the shovel and all that. So, you know, and then I think, and then he starts talking about his girlfriend, and I'm thinking, geez, you have a girlfriend? Wait, well, she must not be able to wait till you come home. Right. Where your hands have been without gloves on. Well, I'm like, he can wash them. Hands are washable. So then at the end, when he's all done, he comes in and he says uh, to my wife, uh, he walks in our house, he goes, he walked in your house? Well, he asked me if it would be okay. I said, yeah. I said, can I use your restroom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. What do you What do you figure he's going to do in the restroom? Pee. Tinkle, yeah. Right. He goes in there. No, he does Yes, not. he does. And he's in there for maybe 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> well, maybe he needed to check and see if he'd done... Quality control, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, let, let's go away from that. And I'm yeah, so sorry. I know. Uh, but it, okay. But it all, one topic just seemed to bounce into another, and it sort of made a peculiar sort of sense. Yes, it, it did. Uh, one thing you notice when you walk, uh, when you look around my yard, is that uh, there are always at least three or four mole holes, uh, not mole mounds, I should yeah. say. Mm-hmm. And I have been trying as many people uh, around here do trying to figure out the best way to get rid of moles now if you get in the if you get into the classified ads or whatever uh, or you know certain sections you get a google google mole yeah mole, oh, i know the, mole mole the mole man the mole the man, mole man or, auburn the mole man or mole Linwood. patrol yeah. or yeah, yeah there's lots of places that will um, exterminate them. I'm having the same problem um, with my... I'm rebuilding my rock wall, as you know. That's a big project on my creek bank this year. Um, and the moles are, are still undermining a lot of the work I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, that's what and, they do. And I I don't want to... I don't want to kill them. I, I Except now I do. You want to torture them. I, I do now. I, I have lived there for long enough and i just i've been like no i don't want to kill them I don't, I don't poison them or gas them or hit them over the head with a shovel or any of that stuff not first of all because i'm just don't want to kill something but second of all i feel sorry for them i don't feel sorry for them anymore i want those little bastards dead and i feel bad about that i feel guilty that now i want to kill them so i was doing all this research online about moles and how to I just would like to persuade them to go somewhere else, but apparently it doesn't work. That doesn't work. 
You can you can put in mole. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, repellent granules. Apparently, they don't like yeah, the there, smell. There's, there's all these kind <clears> of things. You can pour ammonia it. in the holes. You can do all this you can stuff. Pour smoke in there. Do yeah, you know some idiot. I was reading some idiot poured gasoline down the hole. That was me. That was me. And then stuck. That, that was me. <laughs> Yeah. Stuck a flare down there. Yeah. And then all the little molehills that were around his house, they all flared they all flared fire. That's stupid. Don't do that. Well, I bet it worked. No, it didn't work. Um You're telling me that a mole can survive fire? Well he here's the thing. They I was looking up all this stuff here. Do you know that they have um, mole tunnels, just a vast complex yes. uh <clears throat> tunnel? Yeah, um, they're they're quite actually quite impressive animals. If it was somebody else's lawn, you would say that's pretty cool. Yeah, they really they have a whole territory of mazes and stuff that um, that intertwine underground when tunnels. You, when you see multiple molehills in your yard, and it could be covered quite an area. Yeah, that's one mole. It's one mole. Yeah, that's right. So because moles apparently don't like each other. They are do not like each other. I think so, they just get together to have little baby moles, and then they split. Yeah, they yeah. they do in the winter time because they're competing for food, and the food are uh, bugs, uh, uh-huh, worms, uh, worms, stuff like that. So that's why they go to lawns because that's well, rich, I don't that's have rich a lawn. Soil. No, I don't have a lawn. <clears throat> I have a creek. Well, bank. you must have a lot of worms then. I do have really good soil along the creek bank and up on my garden. See, that's the problem. You have but, to get yeah. crappy soil. Well, I, I don't know what to do. I, I want to now, I'm going back and forth. Now, I wanted to kill them for about two days. I wanted to kill them. Do you own a gun? That Well, I was surprised at some of the ways they say that you can do that, you know, to shoot them. People try sticking a hose down there. Hang on, let me yeah, get to this Yeah, I tried part. that too. That doesn't ha- work. No, you think... It doesn't work. I think you'll flood the tunnel, but it doesn't work. Well, you flood the tunnel, but the... The thing is, you got to have your wife standing out at the at the molehill entrance. That way, when he comes out, he's gonna go. He's gonna come up for air. <sighs> she bangs him over the head with a shovel. That's how yeah. you kill them, not drowning them. Yeah, I had a friend uh, that uh, just moles drove him crazy. And one day, he was sitting in his house and he looked and saw movement. Yeah, I saw. I and sat out there the other night and saw the dirt moving. And I'm like, what am I gonna do? Yell at him? No, he went out. I my can't friend, shoot him. My friend went out there and. Put a little stool there and just oh wait. My and he God. waited. He waited. He waited. He waited. And finally, when the mole popped his head out, it was like the whack-a-mole thing. He just he swung a, oh. a aluminum baseball bat oh. and smacked him. Oh God, I that's know. so sad. I couldn't do that. Well, and you're gonna have to live with them then. Well, I know because the there's but no. But they're one. undermining my rock wall. Do you know how much money that costs me to fix? When you have ants in your house, you have a big ant hill. Uh, an orkin man told me this one time, maybe story out of school, but he says he he said basically we can't eradicate uh, an ant colony. What what we do by poisoning that is encourage them to move elsewhere. And so you may suddenly you kill a few. You and... may suddenly hear your neighbor complaining about now he's got an ant. Well, here. that's his problem. Yeah, I so, would much prefer so, the moles went over to my neighbors. I like my neighbors. But I don't, yeah, but there, there's one or two moles per city block. That's how territorial they are. So it's only one guy doing all this work. So do you think it's worth for me to have somebody come out and humanely trap him? 
No. Who's going to do that? Well, what do you mean who's going to do that? There's lots of wildlife, humane wildlife companies out there that'll charge you 100 or $200 to come trap him. I've never but, heard of one. Maybe you're right, but no, not, I, not a mole. So you humanely trap a squirrel or something well, like we that. Well, we can't... Tra- we can't the body traps are illegal here in Washington State. And not that I want to use one. The idea of a of a vice thing that squishes his little furry body bothers me. I've used them before, and they work. You've used them? Yeah. Have you gotten the trap out? Will yeah. you come to my house? Yes. You oh, will? Oh, now, now it's okay. <laughs> I know. You, I, you is... won't kill someone yourself, but you'll pay someone else to kill. Or better yet. Exactly. We've had this discussion. I eat hamburgers and steak. I'm not going to go out and shoot the cow. But you're still going to be... Uh, I will pay somebody else to kill it. Oh, you're so you will... It's just the act itself. It's yes. Not, you don't have any, any problems conscience-wise. No, I think I've made oh. myself perfectly clear okay, well, where I stand on that. Well, no, and I feel bad. I don't want you to kill him, to kill the moles. What do you want me to do? Just try and reason with him? I don't know. What do I do? Uh, there's a, that. And I don't want to poison them because I have dogs and there's wildlife and fish in that stream. I don't want to poison okay, them. Okay, look, here's the thing. Here's the deal. And no, the, the Wrigley's gum doesn't work and the uh, stick of castor oil, none of that works, they say. Have you heard about the urine thing? Will I you think. come pee yeah, in I, the holes? I could do that. I was You gonna, buy the beer. I will buy the beer. Okay. But again, they say that doesn't even work. No, it doesn't kill them. The only no, thing I don't that, want to kill him. I well, want him just well, to Well, then go. you're going to have to put up with him because well, the only solution is that. That's the only that's, way. I know. That's what the experts say. Uh, the Washington. You've got to eliminate that They say the only. So then the other thing I came on the article was practicing tolerance. So you're right. It's either kill them or practice tolerance. Before you t- go whacking them over the head with a baseball bat, just, you know, make sure that they say it's not really a problem. It could be an asset because, you know, they do help aerate the soil. They make things healthy. They eat all blah, those worms. Blah, blah. <clears throat> well, worms are, I don't care about a worm infestation. Mm. Um, well, here's, so what you, here's, what, here's what I would the, recommend. Uh, uh, you're, you need to get a different breed of dog, for one thing. Why? If you get a, those little kind of, uh, you know this little dog that lives like next door? Like a rat terrier? Yeah, like that. They, that dog is indefatigable about going after moles. And it is, well, when he said, when he said go after, is he going to dig up yes. the mole? I don't want it dug up anymore. No, when he sees the movement of that, <clears throat> that earth, he'll just wait there like a cat with that kind oh, of Oh, and then just eat it. And then just go Oh, after he won't it. like dig up the hillside. Well, he might dig it up. Maybe but, I should... but, but then the, the worst purveyor of hole, holes and mole, hills is gone eliminated well they yeah they say you could get a cat you know that we've had cats that have done it but the other thing i was considering was getting a coyote (laughs) that's that's an interesting thought i could get a coyote do coyotes go after moles yeah and they'll eat them too most dogs and cats won't eat them they'll kill them but they won't eat them Tend to a taxidermist. Yeah, they that. they won't eat them. Um, so you want so you snake? Want, I could get a snake. I could get a snake. Would have to be venomous, wouldn't it? No, it just says the the because the, the natural predators of moles are uh, snakes and coyotes. Um, barn owls also prey on moles. I don't know how the barn owl gets down there. We've had a barn owl at this house. Yeah, and with this the. Well, mm-hmm. never mind. I won't tell you that. Well, and story. here's the other thing too. They they tell you here Which in Washington State, make sure that yeah. it's not a pocket gopher doing all that. 
uh, damage. And do you know how to tell the difference between a pocket? Well, a pocket gopher's a horny little gopher that's got his hands in his pants all the time. <laughs> no, uh, pocket gopher mounds actually are more of a triangular shape, and you can see the opening at the end. Um, Molehill mounds are the kind that look like the pushed-up dirt type of thing with, with no hole. You can't see the hole. You just see the mound of dirt. So that's the difference. And then we have shrews, too. Did you know that? Yeah, well, I get we, our cats get those all the time. And they're little teeny guys. I, mm-hmm. I heard that they're little tiny. Those are so cute. No, they're not. Oh, they're not? No, they're not. <laughs> Do they have teeth? The, the, do you know why they talk about the the adjective shrew-like behavior? I've been called that before. I mean, the... the not hit, because I'm cute. The taming of the shrew. Yeah. Shakespeare. I mean, the shrews, pound for pound, I'm told, are just about... One of the most ferocious animals on earth. Worse than the bullying fish. You don't want to. Yeah, they're they're very. They're probably furry versions of that. <laughs> I would never put. I would never put my bread basket anywhere near a shrew. <laughs> but are they little? Are they? Yeah, they're, they're like they, little mice. Yeah, they're they're little and they're diggers like moles. But uh, but our ca- cats can get them. They're, here's the other thing. Moles are slow, by the way. If you can get them, you can see a mole walking along. Well, they do. Sometimes dead they'll, meat. they'll come out at night. That's, and, well, and that's when you see all the, the new molehills. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how do they know it's nighttime? They're on, they're in the dark anyway. Yeah. Um, the 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 sound thing. A lot of people buy those sonic. Uh, yeah. Those yeah. don't work. They, this is what they do. They go la la la, not listening, and then they just dig up a hole. Another one that we heard, and and, and this there might be some merit to this. Uh, we don't see molehills out in our pastures where we have our horses. Yeah, but, it's poo keeps them away. Well, I, I, I have heard that moles don't like uh, the thudding sound. Like if you had little kids running across this yard mm-hmm. playing all day long, uh, theoretically, some believe that the moles will clear out. It's like if oh, it's, the sound. It's yeah, like you're in your house and you're hearing this all the time. Yeah, no. Because I, I, I disagree. I'm back there working on that garden all the time. Yeah, but are you being heavy-footed about it? Yes, I'm stomping around because I'm mad at the, about the molehills. Yeah, well, really, I mean, you just jump, really jump up and down. Yeah, jump up and down. Do it all day long and all night long. They also say that the, the gas cartridges where I guess you put, um, uh, it's a gas thing, uh, With a smoke. Cart. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Smudge pot sort of deal. Well, I guess they're cartridges that you release. Oh, but here's the thing. You say that moles are slow. They're fast. They go, oh, crap. Here comes some gas. And they can wall up their burrow in, in, in seconds. So they just wall up that part of it. So your gas just sits in one well, yeah, little... These are different moles than I know. <laughs> these, By these the are, way, did you ever I see that moles. Superman episode, Superman and the Mole Men? That was a good one. No. Yeah. These men that lived underground. The Mole Men. They have little tiny eyes. I don't remember. Those old Superman episodes didn't weren't much for costuming or makeup, so <laughs> I think they were just like they they hired dwarves. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to just I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, well, here's what we know. This is what we know. You cannot. You get there is no like you can't just injure them and then take them to a little mole hospital. They have to be. You killed. Have, you had to 86 them. Okay, I can't do it. So my question is this. I actually looked into one of those mole patrol places. Yeah. Do you know how much they charge you to kill a mole? Just to kill them? Not, that doesn't include funeral expenses and all that, right? Right. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you know we are in the wrong business? 
fifty to seventy-five dollars a mole is how much they'll. That, that doesn't surprise me. Then, I am not paying two hundred dollars to get my moles removed. You got one mole. No, there might be two. They say the average a homeowner property has two point six moles per acre. So that's exactly what the dermatologists say too. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, there's this little neighbor kid over here. His dad's a crack mole getter. He has those things, the, the spring-loaded things. I don't want to. And they stab them. That's, that's horrible. Well, they it's work. It's horrible. It, it's the only thing that really works. I didn't say it didn't work. So would a guillotine, like a little guillotine. at the, I, Yeah. I, that would work. I don't yeah, that's wanna, a good idea. Let me write that I, down. I don't want to do it. It's just, I feel awful. See, I'm, this is, I'm going back and forth between feeling guilty. And then you get a drink in me, and I'm like, I've got to kill those little bastards. Well, that's it. you got to get drunk and then go out there. <laughs> Load up some of those traps. All right. Okay. One more thing I wanted to mention, and then we'll. we'll this has been a weird episode, by the way, hasn't it? It's been, it's yeah. been, been kind of uh, uh, just. It, I like it, talking about this it's stuff. It's been icky and kind of dark in no, some ways. Oh, lots so I, of people like this. Sort of so stuff. what I wanted to talk about is something that was nice and light, and the reason I. I know know this is because of a book you gave me some months ago. Yeah. Called "Love Me Tender." The stories behind the world's best loved songs. Now, I'm not going to tell you every every story in here is very interesting. They're not all equally interesting, but I, I some of them are pretty good. And I'll, from time to time, I'll I'll uh, I'll read some of these. To you. Okay. I'm not going to read them, but I'll just tell you what I discovered. Well, what was the one song that you looked up first that you wanted to know about? The well, because I know they do cover quite a lot of classics in there. All my troubles seemed so far away. Do you know the song? Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Uh, but what's interesting about this, and again, it's this is what he says, so you don't know for sure. But there was guys like um, Jules Verne who wrote all these fantastic stories about journey to the center of the earth, sci-fi things, yeah. and. I think Journey to the Center of the Earth was an H. G. Wells thing. Oh yeah, see, I don't know, I don't know my sci-fi writers. Robert very Louis well. Stevenson wrote the Jekyll and Hyde. Remember, and Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and there have been others. Well, certain authors like that insist that they their successful works came as the result of a dream, inspired at least I've by heard, their dreams. Yeah, I've heard that. And uh, I've and, had lots of great ideas. In my dreams, and then I forget them. I'd well, be a millionaire right now if I could remember everything. No, but you I know what? Dreams. Probably they weren't that great. If no, you can't they remember, were. they were really good. I remember at the time thinking that is going to make me a million dollars. Were you thinking that in your sleep? Yes. Yeah, because when you wake up, I've I've had things like that, and then the more you think through, well, no, that, that's stupid. That wouldn't work. <laughs> no, I'd have to be able to fly for that to be true. I'd have to be able to be invisible for yeah. that one to work. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, okay. It seems very logical in your sleep. But so that's that apparently is the gestation of the song Yesterday that just came to Paul McCartney. In a dream. In a dream in 1965. He woke up and he had the tune in his head and he immediately turned on a tape recorder and he plunked it out on the on a keyboard. Oh, that's cool. And recorded cool. it, the, the music. But what he couldn't figure out was that well, one thing he had him worried, and I think this would be certainly true if you're an author or you're a composer, is that, oh, wait a minute, 
Now, did I just, if I was remembering something in my dream that I had already heard mm-hmm. before someplace? <clears throat> and they did, and it did come up a time or two. That it uh, was stolen? Yeah, that, that melody sounded suspiciously like something else, and I'll tell you about that in a sec. But he didn't have any lyrics. So his, the only words that crossed his mind in response to the rhythm of the dreamt melody were, were scrambled eggs, Oh my baby, how I love your legs. That's that's the only words he could come up with. Why well, I wish he'd stuck with that. It probably would have worked, but he decided no. It's got to be more of a sentimental song than that. Yeah. So, uh, so he's. Kept I think working. it's perfect the way it turned out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could improve on that. No, I don't think so. I didn't mean, mm. and but it kind of caused a little bit of a rift within the group in a way because. This was 1965. The Beatles were already this phenomenon playing rock music, and and this clearly was not a rock song. No, it's a ballad. It's a ballad. Was this their first ballad? Might have been because the Beatles, you know, uh, they had played guitars and drums, and it, so it was always a group effort when you would hear any of their yeah. songs. Uh, but that, but it didn't sound right if everybody was participating. It sounded better with just McCartney. Uh, doing it as a solo, but they tried to add an organ part. The part John Lennon wanted to add an organ that didn't work. Uh, the producer George Martin wanted a string section, and he said, "No, we sound too much like Montavani if we do that." And so eventually, McCartney just recorded the track singing solo, playing acoustic guitar, yeah. and then he finally let um, let Martin add some strings. Uh, a string quartet because it somehow enhanced the sadness of the song. Yeah, it is a very haunting, yeah. uh, very haunting melody. And uh, so it's, it's very cool how it came about, but it, it did create a rift. And some people thought, well, uh, much of the Beatles' music is so complex. Uh, that is, how do they how did they do this? The use of uh, subdominants and descending chromatics, and and it's doubtful that Paul McCartney would have understood any of those terms because he couldn't read music. At the age of twenty-two, maybe, wow. maybe he learned later. But at the time he was with the Beatles, yeah, he, he didn't read music. He just did everything by he, ear, all by ear. Yeah, exactly right. that's really cool. The beginning of the song. Let me play that again. The opening phrase is only seven bars long, and I've always noticed this. Usually it's eight bars, and then you start to sing. But this, he begins singing after seven bars. Yesterday. Interesting. I had no idea there was a rule. Yeah, well, there isn't a rule. He just proved it. Uh, analysts wonder, because uh, this guy was 22, and the song is about, you know, lost love as much as anything. Mm-hmm. And how how many how much lost love could a 22-year-old guy who's a rock star, by the way, be having? But uh, so then, then they thought, well, he must have just remembered a tune he heard elsewhere. And, and that, that, that just kept coming back. They said that the song might be suspiciously similar to the song Answer Me, as recorded by Nat King Cole. Answer me, oh my love. I don't really hear that. What sin have I been guilty of? And another said, well, no, no, that sounds like Ray Charles' version of Georgia on my mind. Georgia. But I don't really hear that. Does not. I didn't know that. Georgia. Anyway. In summation, this became one of the most recorded pieces of music in all of history. They think there's been over 1,500 cover versions of it. Wow. Probably more than that. Uh, everybody from Sinatra <clears throat> to Presley to Bobby Goldsboro to Ray Conniff. 
Liberace, you name it. Pretty cool. And perhaps it all came about from a dream. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. <laughs> <laughs>